Welcome Home, a podcast for veterans, about veterans, by veterans, is a project of Willing Warriors and the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. Good morning. I'm Larry Zeliox, your host, Director of Culinary Services here at the Warrior Retreat at Bull Run. And today I'm really excited to have two of my favorite military chefs here with me in the Willing Warriors podcast studio. It's actually in the basement. This is a big day for us. They're here because they were helping with our Home Life from Home dinner. We're doing all the prep. Today is Saturday, and tomorrow on Sunday we have 55 wounded warriors and family members coming for a home-cooked Thanksgiving dinner from Walter Reed and Fort Belvoir. So we call in all of our staff sous chefs and a number of different military chefs. Uh, you guys missed uh, Tiribasi, Cameron Tiribasi from the White House. Uh, he was here this morning, um, and, and it was just a great time today. But with us, we have uh, Chief... Coast Guard Chief Daniela Hughes, who uh, had just been promoted, which is great, and CS1 Johnny Toman, both Coast Guard. Danielle, let's start with you. Welcome, and tell us a little bit about your career, when you joined, and how you got to be uh, in the Commandant's Mess at headquarters. Thanks, Larry. Uh, pleasure to be here. Um, I started in the Coast Guard in 2012, so I just hit 11 years not too long ago, and... Um, from there, I went right into the Coast Guard's culinary program, our school out in Petaluma, California. Uh, really great, really great training out there. And um, from there, I was fortunate enough to get stationed in Key West, Florida, which was rough, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds good. So we get to sail all over the, you know, Caribbean, Central, and South America. Um, and then from that unit, I went to another boat in Miami where I was essentially the only, I was the only chef on board running my own restaurant, uh, cooking for a crew of 12. Mm -hmm. So I would, you know, make the menu, you know, go shop the menu, cook, plan, do it all myself. In the Coast Guard, it's super unique to our branch where you're cooking everything from scratch and you have, you know, the ability to use locally sourced ingredients and make whatever you want and it's it differs from the other services where in the army out in the field you know they're boiling bags and you know what i mean in on a navy carrier with a crew of five thousand people they're not cooking from scratch yeah so we have that unique opportunity in the coast guard which really is just awesome experience so far and from there uh i applied to the uh special command aid program which i'm in now and got the opportunity to come to D.C., work in the Commandant's Flag Mess with Johnny over here. And, uh, yeah, with that, it's just, I mean, the opportunity in D.C. for chefs in the military is remarkable. There's nothing like it. You know, we get to work with every branch hand-in-hand. Hand. We've been to every chief of staff's house, mm -hmm. uh, you know, worked with their chefs. We get to work in the White House all the time, the Pentagon, the vice president's quarters. Um, it's amazing, mm -hmm. you know. I don't have a culinary degree, so I've gotten everything through the through the service, you know, mm -hmm. getting to go to the Army school down in formerly Fort Lee, now Fort Gregory Adams, where their training is, mm -hmm. getting to work with all them there. And um, yeah, it's been quite an incredible experience so far. Was that where you got enlisted aid course? Yes. Through there? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And for, for our listeners who aren't aware, uh, the enlisted aides are the chefs 
for uh, admirals, generals, flag officers, uh, and all the way down through the um, Department of Homeland Executive Dining Room, which is because the Coast Guard falls under Homeland Security during peacetime. That's manned by Coast Guard chefs, so uh, they take full advantage of that. Yes. Um, so, Johnny, tell us a little bit about where you started, how you got into this career field. Um, so, it started when I was about 14, actually, um, and then, uh, you know, dishwashed in a couple little mom-and-pop restaurants and then started working at a bakery, loved it, and then um, had an opportunity to go to school. Um, so I went to the Culinary Institute of America in Hyde Park, um, where I got my got my degree in culinary arts, and then I uh, went to West Hampton and had an opportunity to own and operate my own restaurant. Wow. Um, so I did that, and then I realized I was losing my hair, and uh, I needed to do something else with my life. So, um, and just the stress of restaurant life um, in the civilian world was a lot. It's hard. Yeah, yeah it's extremely. A, it's a grind. Yeah, it's 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 something. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I thought, oh, something's easy. Let me just join the military. I think I can do that. Um, I thank my college for that because it was very based off of veterans uh, coming back from World War II that didn't have places to work. So they were like, oh, you guys could become chefs and so forth and so on. So, um, and it was pretty militant. And I didn't realize that at the time. Um, but then I was like, all right, I'm going to join the Coast Guard because it had the best culinary program. And I was like, yeah. So me and Danielle kind of share almost the same career path. Um, I went to a big white boat in Florida. And then I went to a small boat, an 87, the patrol boat. That she, uh, not, the, not the one that she was on, but also in Cape Canaveral, Florida. Wow. And, um, and then obviously joined the special command aid program. And that's been it so far. I'm about to hit 10 years under the Coast Guard. Um, and it's been... A wonderful journey. I mean, just I feel like I've learned more as a chef, a leader, a mentor, a friend in the Coast Guard than I would ever have if I just decided to stay in the civilian world. So, sure, I know that you guys compete often, and you are the 2023 Military Chef of the Year. That was that just was that because somebody just woke up one day and said, "Let's let's make Chani the the." Chef of the year, or did you have to compete for that? Well, we do have puppet masters where we were, but <laughs> but uh, they um, they they you know uh, Danielle uh, won Chef of the Year in 2020, um, and then me and Danielle proceeded to um, be continue to be a part of the team for the last two years, where we've had you know trials and tribulations, but all of that led to you know, amazing success for the Coast Guard Culinary Program and the Coast Guard Culinary Team, right? With that said, um, obviously, you go to Fort Greg Adams, um, uh, formerly Fort Lee, and um, it's called JCTE, so Joint Culinary Excellence like Training. It's one of the biggest culinary competitions in the Northeast that the ACF put on. Yeah. And, um, yeah, you cook with fellow branch fellow branches and you compete for Chef of the Year. It's called a... Uh, it's called a mystery basket. Mm -hmm. It's in like the F4 category of the ACF manual. And it's three and a half hours long. And you have to do a main uh, starter, a super salad, main course, and a dessert all within that time. And you don't know what you're going to get when you go into it. Probably the first time in my life cooking, I just blacked out. And then all of a sudden, food was on the table. <laughs> so. Okay. By, by a feel. Yeah, yeah, all by a feel. Okay. Um, and I was lucky enough and had the privilege of to be successful at that and uh, force the chef of the year for 2023. So. Right. And it's, 
there's a lot, it's stiff competition. I mean, the each service branch is fielding the teams um, that have been working through the year to perfect their dishes and their teams. So it's it's a pretty tough competition. It's just, it's as hard as anything you see on any of these reality TV shows, for sure. Um, what does the team, the Coast Guard team for 2024 look like? It's looking pretty stacked, Larry. Um, another unique thing about the Coast Guard's culinary team is, like you said, these other the other branches we compete against, they're typically all stationed together. You know, the Army, they feed out of each, you know, Fort Hood and Fort Bragg. Um, so they get to work together year-round. Yeah. And then the, Col the Col Coast Guard culinary team comes together 10 days before oh. the competition. You know, have never met. They're all flea cooks from all over. We'll bring a couple team members back for continuity. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, they just... You know, the Coast Guard's always commended on how well we just work together. And it's just, you know, yeah. same thing as, like, you know, being out to sea and doing these missions. Like, we'd all just, you know, everyone is there, has your back. And same thing out there competing. But, yeah, the, the team is looking really good this year. Should have a pretty good chance to good. Uh, go back and yeah. repeat. I've been meaning to get down there for that, take take some of the chefs here down to watch that. We, we definitely have to arrange. Some. Absolutely, you should. We'll, yeah. We'll get you some tickets. Um, but uh, Johnny and I actually have an even, you know, more unique opportunity with competing. We'll actually be heading to Stuttgart, Germany uh, in February to compete in the IKA Culinary Olympics this year. Oh, wow. That's great. It, and how, do, how does that work? Is it just the two of you or are there going to be a couple of more? So at the same, um, so we're on the team it's USACAT. It's the United States Army Culinary Arts Team because the Army funds it. So it's a joint culinary team, and you get picked up on this team. You compete and apply to be on it down at that that same competition. Okay. Um, and then they recruit and scout, and then we just got together in March at the competition, and from there, we've gone on. Uh, we've competed in Canada at their national competition. We've gone to Michigan, competed in a competition up there, and yeah, we got it. I'm just doing train ups almost every single month down in Greg Adams, and wow. we'll leave in January. Be over there for about a month in country in Germany, and that's not bad. No, so that's not bad. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's surreal. It's just it's incredible. You know the opportunity that the military offers yeah. for for chefs, not just cooks, and you know right. chefs in the military. So and just so our our uh, listeners are clear, being a chef at your level is a lot like being a professional basketball player. A lot of people can play basketball, but not everybody can play professional basketball. And I know there's a lot of people out there that think, okay, wow, they, that sounds great. I want to join the Coast Guard. I want to join the Army, and I'm going to be a chef. There's a lot of work involved. It's hard work. It's not, oh, okay, you've been in four years. You can go to be a chef for the general. It's not like that. I mean, you could spend your entire career uh, as a fleet chef or in the Army. I mean, when when I look at what Fort Bragg has as a program, it's huge. They've got restaurants. they got food trucks. they got chow halls. they got field units. Um, I just want the listeners to understand the caliber and the level, uh, the quality that, that uh, uh, Johnny and, and uh, Danielle are at is not something that you it is easy to achieve. Um, Danielle, you just came from period of time working uh, at General Milley's residence as uh, one of I believe four of his personal chefs at his residence. What was that like when you're 
serving dinner not only to the the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, but his family, and and then I'm certain that there were a lot of guests for dinner often. But what was that experience like for you? That was, uh, I mean, one of the most rewarding experiences, without a doubt. You know, the current you know state of affairs we're in in the world, you know, is a very tough job. That position, without a doubt, you know, being the chairman and overseeing yeah. all of the armed forces. So. Not a job I'm envious of, without a doubt. But um, you know, we we get to keep them going and, and nourish with food. That's what we do. So you know what I mean. And Johnny and I have this conversation all the time. That like, I'm whenever I make something fun, I just look at them. I just can't wait to see their reaction. Like more than anything, like you, what you make with your hands, someone's gonna put inside of them and nourish them. And to know that you're doing that for the man who's the senior military advisor to the president, yeah. who's calling the shots, is out there doing the king's business and. You know, you get to take care of him and make sure he's fed well. And, you know, you know, these relationships that he's fostering with, you know, meeting with Congress constantly and, you know, the entertaining that we do with a lot of very, you know, big hitters, you know, foreign dignitaries we're constantly hosting mm-hmm. his, uh, you know, counterparts globally. Uh, it's, it's it's amazing just to even say and be in the room with these, these same people, you know, and you're there because you just happen to cook food really well. <laughs> Well, and I'm, I know they enjoy it. I just know they enjoy it. And it's, I know, and, and it's not just you there, too. One thing I've learned from the Enlisted Aid Program and, and all of the military chefs that come out is that it's a close-knit community here in the D.C. area. So uh, when you need help, there are other Enlisted Aids from other houses that will come over and help, and it's, it's uh it's almost like a community project in the sense that you're not there pulling your hair out, trying to get dinner for 20 out by yourself or just the two of you. Uh, but uh, Johnny, what's that camaraderie like here in the the DC, the, the DC area? It's amazing. I mean, just the first month of being actually at the, at the flag mess uh, uh, with Danielle, it was, uh, you know, just welcoming, you know, it was definitely a culture shock coming from the fleet and then having to adjust to being back on land. Yeah. Um, and then just the community that she built um, by just going out and meeting all of the other enlisted aides and being able to be a part of that and then building my own network of friends and going to quarters. And, you know, like it's just it, it, it's a sense of family because you'll be able to call on somebody and nine times out of 10, they'll pick up and say they can make it, they can't make it, or they can be there for two hours. They can be there for this amount of time. Mm-hmm. And they know that they can do the same thing for us. Uh, we, we would do the same thing for them. Sure. Um, and that, that's pretty amazing uh, for me. I think that there's a big, a big sense of family when it comes to it. And it's like a really crazy gaggle of group of people but we're mm-hmm. we're there for each other and we're all super super talented i think i've learned a lot from just being in dc and around other people who are like equally as crazy as i am when it comes to just like wanting to make food great make atmosphere inviting just have fun while you're doing it yeah so yeah so what's next danielle where do you see yourself in three years uh, in three years. So I actually just recently, it's funny you ask, um, I put in my submission to become a recruiter in charge to go run uh, my own recruiting office. And I do a bunch of it now to where, you know, 
we're hurting with retention and getting folks to join the military in general, every branch. I believe that we're all at least 30 to 40 cent below comp of where we're supposed to be. So sure. numbers are hurting out there. And, you know, with what, what I do, what, you know, what we do and, you know, my experience of, you know, having everything that I've gotten in culinary from the military training, I just, I feel like I have a pretty good story to get out there and, you know, share with others and, you know, b multiply the workforce and, uh, help get us back to where we need to be numbers wise and recruit the same talent, you know, give people the same opportunity that I was given, you know? Okay. What does that mean though? Okay. If, if they say, okay, uh, you got the job, uh, where do you go? Or do you end up in Wichita, Kansas? Or where do you, where, where? I've actually got some rough locations on there, Larry. I got uh, Nashville, Tennessee, Pan <laughs> Panama City, Florida. Yeah. yeah. Vegas is on there. <laughs> so it's a, it's a good looking list. Uh, I'm really I'm really excited. We'll see. Uh, and then eventually for me, I'm looking to go to the officer side of things and become a warrant uh, support division officer and okay. have that experience being enlisted, going into the officer world. And uh, I think, you know, as much as I do enjoy being a chef in the military that I feel like I could, uh, you know, be, uh, be a lot of help out there to the fleet and, you know, running a division and, you know, giving that experience that I've had as enlisted, bringing that to the officer world. Sure. So, yeah, we'll see. Mm. Get another career out of the Coast Guard. There you go. So Great. Uh, Johnny, same question to you. Let's say three years, five years down the line. What do you think? Um, well, as of right now, I'm trying to do one more tour in the S uh, enlisted community. Mm -hmm. um, and what does that look like? Is that a two-year assignment? Or? Um, typically, they're four years. Uh, and then let's say if you advance, you can advance to, let's say I advance to chief in that position, then it gives me the opportunity to um, just like Dan Danielle is doing right now, um, she advanced to chief and she was able to short tour and leave the, leave the wonderful doc job that she was at and then, uh, go pursue the recruiter in charge position mm -hmm. and other jobs that are also available for E7s in the Coast Guard. So for me, it's, everything is kind of just like up in the air. You know, I love what I'm doing now. I'm kind of, Danielle tells me this all the time whenever I feel indecisive is like, I got to be where my two feet are, you know, jerk sure. and and that's where I'm at right now. I'm kind of just like enjoying the podcast with Larry. <laughs> and uh, I'm, Stop you know, dreams are made. Of yeah, it. you know, and, but you know, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been here if it, if, if it wasn't for just being where I am in the present and, you know, knowing that what comes in the future for me is what's supposed to be there for me. And so I love the military and I love what it's given me. And, you know, I, I love to say it, but the military has made me fat and happy. You know, like I'm truly, truly, truly blessed in a sense where I don't have to worry about what job I'm going to have next because no matter what job I have in the military or my future in the next five years, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be where I'm going to be and I'm going to be happy because yes. if it has to do with cooking, I mean, I, I do it on my off day. I do it. I'll do it. You know, I, I stay up until midnight thinking about menus and texting people random. They need some counseling. Yeah, I think so. They really do. Yeah, thanks, Larry. You're, the, you're not the first to tell me. <laughs> <laughs> well, the anyway, yeah. Coast Guard hopefully has a robust mental health. Yeah, yeah. Stuff that's great. Well, <laughs> thanks, Larry. Um, I, I will say that one of the things, too, that our listeners need to know is that this year we... Uh, surprised Chef Danielle 
with uh, her award as visiting chef of the year for 2023, which was such an honor for us because you're you're always willing to help, and whenever we need something, uh, you just say, "Okay, I'll come out, I'll do it." And you you guys have brought so much joy to the families when you come out and and prepare a meal. I, I remember talking to uh, a young army uh, guy cooked dinner for, and he could not believe that somebody who was the chef for the chairman of the Joint Chiefs had taken time to make him dinner. He just couldn't believe it. He thought we were pulling his leg. And I said, no, this is, this is for you. It's, uh, it's, our way of giving back to you and and your family for what you did and what you've what your family's gone through. So it's you guys that make the visiting chef program a success. You really do, and we can't thank you enough for all you do and appreciate you taking the time to sit down with me today. You know, thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having us, Larry. Thanks, Larry. without a doubt. Uh, yeah, this is and I of all the events that we do in DC and there are a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, we always just talk about how great the, you know, William Warrior program is down here and without a doubt the most rewarding, you know, we outreach program that we get to do. Yeah. Well, we really appreciate it. And so for our listeners, uh, we'll have another episode next Monday and fight bright and early. Oh, 0500. If you like to get up early and listen to podcasts, but, uh, Until then, thanks for listening. The Welcome Home Podcast is brought to you by Willing Warriors, a nonprofit organization serving active duty service members and veterans since 2012. To learn more, please visit our webpage at willingwarriors.org.